Hello and welcome to another edition of the Forks Down Podcast. Your one-stop shop for anything and everything surrounding Seattle Mariners baseball team. My name is Rick Clark and with me, as always, Nick Wayne Stan, Mr. Bo Chisholm. Bo, how are you doing today? I'm doing phenomenal. It's a beautiful day here in the Pacific Northwest. It's uh, sunny out. We're recording for the first time live together. It's been a fun weekend. I've gone through some old baseball cards, probably bought more baseball cards than we needed, but things are going well. How uh, Are you enjoying your time here in the Northwest? I, I am. I am. Like I told you the other day, I left home and it was negative five degrees. So this 40 degrees right now, mm, it feels like summer to me. It feels like summer. Yep, she's she's beautiful right now. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it lasts. But yes, it looks uh, it looks promising. So we'll see. Before we get into everything, thank you guys once again for coming back and listening to the Forks Down podcast. Returning listeners, welcome back. New listeners, hey, thank you for choosing us. Bo and I are your pilots. Let us take you on this journey. You know, but uh, you know, thank you. We we we've been watching our views and. Uh, or excuse me, our listens, and we have uh, we've just been astounded by what we're seeing. So um, you know, we just want to thank you guys. Um, if you haven't already, go like us on Facebook and Instagram. You just need to search Forks Down Pod. Um, also, it, it helps us out, gets a little more visibility. If you guys go like and subscribe on your um, podcast listening app. So if you've got like Anchor or Spotify, just hit us five stars. Maybe put in a review if you want to, make some kind words, and it'll just get us more visibility. So we're not doing that to like feed our own egos, but we're just wanting to get a little more visible. So, you know, that takes a, takes a, a village to help us out here. So anyways, uh, you know, we've got spring training coming up, um, and that's kind of our the basis of our episode today. Before we get into that, um, you know, uh, outside, I think of the AJ Puke, uh, JJ Bladé trade. I don't think there's been much in the uh, MLB realm for transactions. Yeah, I don't think there's been much. I think there's been a couple extensions, like you Darvis got extended, Christian Javier got extended. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of the year, kind of the time of year for that. Um, nothing really of super note on the major league baseball level. Um, I know we'll I know we'll chat about like the I would say the WBC rosters got released so there's a lot of players that are going to be kind of out during the spring training time but mm-hmm. um, yeah on the MLB team level not much really going on right now I, I know we discussed it last night but that that AJ Puke JJ Bleday trade makes no sense you know I, the only thing I can come up with in reason is uh, the Marlins are trying to uh, load up on former. A's top 100 lefty lefty pitching prospects like that's that's all I can come up with because JJ Bode was a former top five prospect. JJ Bode was a former top five prospect, but JJ Bode's had a had a rough go of things in the major league been on the major league side of things. So he's like kind of like a, he was almost like a classic money ball player. Like he gets he gets on base. So mm-hmm. like maybe uh I don't know maybe uh. Uh, Billy Bean's trying to go back to his roots there a little bit, but yeah, it's a little puzzling, I think, for both teams. Um, but uh, hey, 
you know, uh, we're not the we're not the ones in charge there. But it is nice to see a little bit of a trade. I thought kind of thought the trade market's been a little slow, so it is nice to see something there, even though it may be a little a uh, little puzzling. Yeah. I I do love myself some uh, unexpected trades. I know I know Trader Jerry once in a while gets behind that, and uh, you know we see a trade out of nowhere. But uh, I don't. I, I feel like it's kind of rare with Billy Bean. You know, Billy Bean is a guy that I kind of respect. I know you've got a pretty pretty big admiration for him because of what he did in the early 2000s, regardless of being a, a Mariners uh, rival, you know, the, the things they did at and state competitive were, uh, you know, really, really well done, especially, you know, like I said, early 2000s. Yeah, early 2000s and beyond, right? I feel like uh, he's kind of come and gone, but um, yeah, I mean, the A's have been competitive the last couple of years and um but I guess not the most recent early, you know, um, period of the Rays of the A's. But uh, yeah, they've kind of come and gone and made the playoffs with uh, minimal resources there. So um, yeah, still impressive what they've done. Yep. Yeah. Right. Moving on to Mariners notes, um, you know, the two I would say quote unquote big ones. Um, they're not really big in the grand scheme of things. Um, first one, Mariners signed Carson Fulmer to a minor league deal. Second one. Uh, we got a little bit of a uh, former friend coming back and um, signing with the team, Leonis Martin, um, a name I thought we would probably not ever see again. You know, he spent some time in Japan, um, you know, decided to come back and sign, and I, I just don't know if there's a spot on the 26-man roster for him, but, you know, he signed with us, a minor league deal. Um, what can you tell me about those two deals that they uh, that we cut? Sure. So to add um, just uh, the collection of first round picks that Jerry DePoto is collecting this offseason, um, Carson Fulmer is a former first round pick in 2015. He was eighth overall to the Chicago White Sox. Um, he's pitched uh, about 130 professional major league innings. Um, he didn't pitch basically at all in 2022 at the major league level, but he did have a little bit of a, um, a little bit of a time with the Dodgers and the minor league system there. Um you know, he was a first, he was, he was number eight overall, but he's never really kind of been able to figure it out. I would say at the major league level, and he's definitely moved into a relief role, but now, but, um, <clears throat> fastball pitcher, fastball combination with a cutter. Um, I don't know. It's, uh, we'll see how it all, we'll see how he plays in, but I, I also kind of have a list of just relievers that Jerry DePoto has kind of collected this off season and Carson Fulmer is just another one to add to that list. Um, what you got that list with you, right? Like, yeah, they, I can run down it here, and I may be even forgetting some. But we've got uh, we've got Easton McGee, we've got JP Pukakis, Kyle Tyler, Taylor Sacedo, Gabe Spire, Trevor Gott, Taylor Williams, Casey Saller, Ryder Ryan, Justin Topa, Jose Rodriguez, and Chris Clark, who we got in the Rule Five draft. Good so, Lord. Um, and uh, yeah, that no, that list didn't contain Carson Fulmer on it. So we got a lot of relievers that we're going to have to <laughs> sift through. Um, and, and only two of them are lefties, right? Uh, only two of them. I think, let's see. I think Taylor Sacedo's a lefty. Gabe Spire's a lefty. Yeah, there's only a couple lefties on that list. So um, What are we doing? I, what are we doing? I, hey, uh, I don't know. But then also Justice Sheffield still. I mean, Justice Sheffield's not on this list, obviously, but he had some moves around. So anyways, Carson Fulmer, um, another name to add to the to the list there of just potential uh, relief options. Going to probably start in Tacoma. I, I would imagine a couple of these guys get released by the end of spring training. So, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, 
So we'll see who wants to stick around and go to Tacoma, who makes the team. But um, yeah, and then moving on, you know, Leonis Martin. Um, I don't have too much to say about Leonis. Um, I think it's uh, I think it's a nice little just bring back on a sign, and mm-hmm. you know, maybe uh, maybe he moves to something in the organization. I don't know. Maybe I, that's also part of this. Um, I, I feel like that's what they're kind of they're heading towards. Is uh, you know, yeah, you're kind of a quote unquote player coach at AAA, but after you're done, why don't you come and and be in the uh, minor league system. We know that they bring in double A, you know, like especially in double A, they bring in a lot of former players. So maybe, right. maybe, you know, they're going that way with Leonis Martin. Plus, you know, he, he does, he's from another country. You know, he's from what, Venezuela, if I'm not mistaken. So like Cuba. maybe Cuba. 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 So maybe that'll help us get a little in there, but mm. you never know. You never know. It's a, it was a very low risk deal. And even if he doesn't pan out, I think it's going to have dividends on the back end, you know, later on when it comes to coaching. So, yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Um, I always liked Leonis when he was playing. So it's good to see, um, good to see Mariners back in their home. As I like to think of it that way. So it's cool to see him there. Yep. One thing you mentioned earlier was the uh, world baseball classic. Uh, rosters got announced. Um, we have an episode planned um, to kind of go over some of the rosters, do a little a little preview on the World Baseball Classic because I, I think it's going to be a very exciting tournament. Um, but I wanted to kind of outline the Mariners players that are on the World Baseball Classics that um, rosters that got announced. Um, so we've got four nine nine players that were announced. Um, I'm going to say a name. You tell me the country because where I'm looking is only got the names. Okay. Let me make sure, let me make sure I got the list here, but yeah, pull it up okay. and then I'll, uh, yeah. The ones that I don't know, I'll look up real quick. Okay. Um, Matt Brash, I'm pretty sure he's Canada. So we know that one. Mm-hmm. Diego Castillo. He's Dominican Republic. Matt Festa. Are we, well, he went Italy, didn't he? He did go Italy. Yes. He did go Italy. He did go Italy um, yes. Harry Ford, Great Britain. Yep. Um, Teoscar Hernandez, or you know, newly acquired Teoscar Hernandez, he's also Dominican Republic. Um, you know, we're going to get into it, but Dominican Republic is stacked and probably has the best shot to win the tournament. They have like an all star roster, basically. Um, Mycar Perez, I had to look this one up yesterday, pretty sure it was Nicaragua. That's correct, yep. Nicaragua. Okay, Julio Rodriguez, obviously, best player on the Mariners. Dominican Republic, um, <laughs> like he's leading off, you know, in front of Juan Soto and Vlad Guerrero Jr. Like, oh, I can't, can't even, you know, stand to think what that team's gonna do. Uh, Gino Suarez, um, Venezuela, Venezuela, yep. Venezuela, and then Blake Townsend. Um, he is a minor leaguer, I think, if I remember looking at it. Um, he's double A. I think he also was it Australia? It was Australia? That's right. So, you got them all. Got oh, them look all. at that! Yeah. I even remembered it. Wow! 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 But yeah, uh, what what stands out there for you? Like, I mean, we've got a lot of a lot of good players, um, a lot of omissions, and I think this is a good thing for us. Luis Castillo not playing. Um, you know, a couple of our other big players, uh, Cal Raleigh. I mean, maybe that was more because of kind of how stack catcher is for the U S but what kind of stands out there for you? Yeah, for me, it's, 
It's three pitchers that's kind of stick out to me. Matt Brash, Diego Castilla, Matt Festa. Mm-hmm. Um, those are three core relief pitcher arms for us this uh, this coming year. Um, so maybe it's not surprising that Jerry's been loading up on a little bit of these just because maybe he's, I don't know, foreseeing a potential injury or somebody may not be ready to go spring training. So maybe there's a little bit of that baked in there. I don't know. So that kind of sticks out to me is that we got three really good relief pitchers going to the, going to the WBC. Um, well, I wonder how Matt Brash, I would assume that he'll probably relieve for Canada, but I don't really know the kind of the ins and outs of how that's all going to work there. But um, how, how much, um, how much say do you think managers get, general managers get when saying, okay, you can go to the WBC? Do you think they get a little leeway and say, hey, we want this guy only to pitch this many innings or we only want this guy relieving because that's the, um, you know, the role we're going to have for him this season. Mm-hmm. Do you think they get a little bit of say when they, they kind of let their players go and play for the WBC teams? I think they probably, I think, yeah, I think they have a little bit of that. It's probably going to be discussions with the manager, right? And who's, uh, who's managing the team, which is for team Canada. I'm not quite sure who's the manager there, but I know Larry Walker's on the staff. I'm pretty sure. Gotcha. But other than that, I, I don't know who's, so anyways, I think it's going to, I think there's definitely going to be some of that now. Um, I think uh, in the case of like Luis Castillo, he was probably, I think they were just going to kind of let Luis Castillo go in the WBC. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, Jerry and team obviously had a lot of say in that, right. In terms of just, you know, we really don't want you to go. I think that was kind of the, the line that they probably gave Luis Castillo. So. And he's not the only pitcher we saw that with because uh, when team USA was announced, we saw, uh, Logan Webb, you know, before that, say, oh, yeah, I'm going to pitch. And he was one of the big, uh, big names. And then when the roster got announced, he was not anywhere to be seen. Um, I, you know, I think, did he sign an extension this year? I feel like the guys that kind of got extensions are are being told, like, hey, let's uh, let's back off just a little bit. <laughs> you know, just, just a skosh. I'm not sure about on the extension side, but um... – you know, I think the the case for them not showing up to the WBC is actually a little bit of driven by the Mariners, right? Because mm-hmm. um, our own uh, um, infamous Drew Smiley that we had for oh, for boy. a cup of tea was yeah pitched to repeat Team USA, and you know he claims that he you know he it claims that it wasn't because of the WBC that he got hurt, but he did get hurt essentially mm-hmm. at the WBC and then he never pitched in the Mariner uniform. So mm-hmm. I think the Mariners have a little bit of hesitancy to let their guys go just because of that. And I think that spreads to, you know, probably the giants and other teams around baseball. You, you talk about injuries. How are, is there any fear at all letting Julio go? I mean, Julio is our, he's our golden goose. He is our prize prospect. Who's going to lead this team, you know, future and beyond. You know, is there a little fear there letting Julio go? You know, I mean, it's a great Dominican Republic team. Like, like I'm sure that if he wasn't playing, they can replace him. But I feel like this is something he wanted to do. Is there a little fear there, though? I think there's a little fear there because I definitely remember, I think when the Olympics happened in 2021, um, I remember Jerry saying like, "Oh, we know Julio's going to go play for the Dominican." And I remember comments to Jerry like, "Oh, hopefully, hopefully he stays healthy, right?" So. I would imagine that like Jerry's kind of like, uh, yeah, you can go do that, but it's not like they're, uh, they're super jazzed about it, I guess. Right. Um, mm-hmm. so, uh, yeah, I think there's definitely some concern there. I mean, I feel like there has to be with given, you know, Julio had his hand injury last year. Right. So, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and that came, that came from the All-Star game, the All-Star which game. which was kind of, you know, we we're like, Ooh, yeah. you know, and that's I was already scared with him doing the home run derby because the home run derby is known to screw people swings up in the second half. Yeah. Luckily, Julio kind of still brought it around, but like the hand injury, injury he said, that was uh, that was no bueno, you know. Yeah, I mean, and you could, I mean, do you think that we could say the same thing about Eugenio? We could say the same thing about Teoscar. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, yes, I think we can say it for all three of those guys, but I, I don't feel like I'm as scared, you know, if Teoscar goes down or, or Suarez goes down. I would be kind of scared if Julio went down, you know, like that, that's a, that's a fear. I mean, I'm, I'm talking fear of like big injuries, ACL tear, you know, running the wall and, you know, breaking your wrist, you know, we've seen Griffey do that. So I don't know. It's just, yeah, I think it's fair. Cause um, I think the WBC means more to the players. Than oh, yeah, I think absolutely. it does a lot of like the fans of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Guys really, really care about the WBC. Like you remember Adam Jones, just how passionate he was when the last time they played. And like, unless your name's Marcus Stroman, you know, <laughs> who's now playing for Puerto Rico. You, you saw that, I right? Saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're like they're all, they're just super passionate about the WBC. So I mean, in that sense, yeah, I'm a little concerned because I just think uh, I think Julio's going to go 100, percent right? So yeah. Before we uh, get off the WBC topic, um, you know, and obviously, like I said, we're gonna. We're going to preview all the rosters down the line in a couple weeks, you know, kind of before game starts. Um, what can you tell us about Mike R. Perez and, and Blake Townsend? These are two Mariners that, that most people won't know. They're in the minor leagues. Um, you know, we everyone else should know every other player outside of maybe Harry Ford if, if you know, you kind of live under a rock. Harry Ford's one of our top five prospects right now. But, um, you know, Mike R. Perez and, and Blake Townsend, good on them for making the rosters. What can you tell me about him? Because, you know, even I don't really know too much about either of those guys. Sure thing. So, uh, Milcar Perez, um, I would say, uh, you know, a top, um, I want to say a top 20. I could probably call him a top 20 prospect in the system somewhere in there. Uh, 21 years old right now. Um, he, uh, he started with the system in 2019, got a rookie ball. Um, has a pretty nice stat line. Um, I would say in 2019, you know, nothing in 2021 and then hit really well in 2021. Um, but he kind of started again in, uh, in a ball in 2022 and he struggled to know he struggled kind of out of the gate there. So, um, third baseman with a little bit of pop, um, I would say on the, you know, not much on the, I would say the home run side or the power side, but you know, I would say a good kind of contact hitter. So, mm-hmm. um, again, we'll see how he kind of replays when he goes back to, uh, probably back to a ball again this year, but um, like a kind of a control the zone guy walks a lot, um, you know, control the zone there. Good deal. And then um, Blake Townsend, um, you know, I don't know too much about Blake Townsend's side, but um, relief pitcher um, had over kind of three different areas this year, the Mariners, a ball, high A and double triple A. So um, yeah, fun to see how we all, how it all play out. I'll be watching some more to, especially looking for these guys, but um yeah, I would say Blake Townsend probably top 30, top 40 prospect in the Mariner system right now. So You said he's a reliever. Is, is there any chance that he could probably um, get the call up at some point this year? You know, we saw we saw like Brandon Bernardino make it, you know. I mean, it was, what, two games that he played in? One game, two games. But um, is, is Townsend one that we could probably see this year on the major league roster? 
Well, he is a lefty, so oh. you're, uh, you're you're fishing for lefties there this offseason, hoping that the Mariners are going to get one. But um, maybe, maybe we'll see. Um, yeah, he, I mean, he, he only, he's only pitched a little bit above AAA, like two innings above triple, I mean, two innings above double A. So I would imagine he'll probably go to Arkansas this year. And, you know, once you get to Arkansas, it's kind of all bets off if you can, mm-hmm. you know, maybe make the jump to the major league level. So um, we'll see. I'm probably going to say no right now, just given, just given the cluster of relievers that we have. But yeah. uh, hey, uh, if he has a good WBC, maybe he's hot out of that and keeps that momentum going. We'll see. Yeah. Well, like I said, we'll circle back around in a couple weeks. We'll come talk more about. World, World Baseball Classic. Bo and I are super excited for it. Um, we uh, we will be watching. But anyways, this week, spring training. It's coming. It's coming quick. You know, um, I think this week we were planning to do pitchers. So we're going to start with the pitching. Um, next week we'll do some position players because I feel like we've got a, uh, a couple battles that we're going to see at position players. But... We want to do pitchers this week um, because I, I feel like we're a little bit more set, you know, at least one through four in our rotation. We'll start with the rotation. I feel like one through four, we're pretty set. A fist bots up for grabs. Okay. We've got um, a bunch of internal candidates, obviously. You know, we've got Marco, who's still there. Flexen, who's still there. We both thought they might get traded this offseason. Didn't happen, you know. Then we've got the guys in the minor leagues. We got the Taylor Dollyards. We got the Bryce Millers. We got the Emerson Hancocks. We got, you know, five internal candidates so far. And, um, you know, like I said, one through four set. You can shake those guys any way up. You know what? You can put their heads on dice, shake them, roll them out, put them in any order you want. There's your one through four. But this fifth spot is just really, really intriguing to me. And it, you know, spring training is going to be the test of who gets it. You know, I, I think they're going to give everyone an equal shot. You know, I, I, I'm just so intrigued by it. What, what are you feeling about it? Yeah. I mean, I'm going back to our old predictions episode. Um, I think we talked about, we've talked about the fifth starter mm-hmm. a lot. And, um, I am still a believer that I think Marco's the guy. I think Marco's going to get it. I think the question is if we see somebody surge at spring training, do we think about maybe giving someone a spot there? But um, yeah, and also Chris Flexen just kind of seems like the guy. I kind of just, I don't know, out in limbo, I want to say. I don't know if that's the right way to put it, but I feel like he's kind of just waiting for an injury to happen. That's kind of how I feel about it. It's a little ominous, but yeah. He feels like a, you know, going, you know, a little throwback here. He kind of feels like a Doug Fister. Hmm. Doug Fister was a very good innings eater. And, you know, Doug Fister actually had a couple good seasons with Detroit, a couple of good seasons with us. And Flexen had a kind of a good season, uh, you know, not last year, but the year before. Um, but yeah, I, I feel the same way. He kind of feels like he's just waiting for that injury to happen to kind of step in and prove his worth. Um, but I mean, they're, they've got a lot of young guys that are coming to contend with them. Mm-hmm. You know, Marco might be that guy, but I think he's on the hot seat more than ever with what they've got coming up. Yeah, and I uh, I think we've talked about it, mentioned it, but like I think there's a good case to be made, and I think you maybe have said this before that. Marco is kind of the guy that 
pitches for April, gets us through April, and then May time, maybe it's time to see what Bryce Miller has mm-hmm. or Emerson Hancock, which I think that seems like the most likely scenario, mm-hmm. unless something catastrophic happens, right, the- or something like that. I think that seems like pretty likely at this point. Well, when we were talking about it, we, we went out to dinner yesterday and we were talking about this, kind of discussing what we wanted to talk about on the show. And I, I really get the sense that the Mariners could go the George Kirby route with either Bryce Miller or Emerson Hancock. I think it's going to come down to who has the better spring. Mm-hmm. you know. And I, I don't think we're going to get tipped off if one of them makes triple A and one of them makes double A. Like, I don't think that's going to tip us off. But I have this feeling like May's, or April's going to be – Marco's time or Flexen's time, they're going to roll with them. And then come May time, kind of same timeline that Kirby did come in. I just, I have this feeling just because like last season, they were kind of talking about Kirby and his innings, you know, how many innings he had, because until you get to the major league level, you don't throw as many innings as, as you do at the major league level. You know, you, you've got shorter seasons and, and especially double. I don't, they start in like May. Like they start later in the year. Yeah, I think I think double st- I think double A still starts a little bit of, around April, but it is a couple weeks delayed there. Mm-hmm. But I think what you're kind of going into is also one of the I think the storylines going into the spring training that get your thoughts on is just that I have it here is that Logan Gilbert threw 185 and two thirds innings, mm-hmm. and George Kirby threw 156 and two thirds innings in mm-hmm. uh, last year. That includes minor league numbers for George Kirby. Um, the Mariners are kind of slow playing like these guys, it sounds like, right? Because, I mean, Logan Gilbert and George Kirby, you talked about it. You said either one of them could be, a, you know, a one starter at this at this oh, point, right? Absolutely. Like, do you – they're going to slow play it, right? Um, uh, I know. Are you – do you think that slow playing is the right way to go? Do you think – I don't know. Immersion is the best way. Just kind of get the get the arm strength going. Like, what do you think about that? Uh, I I certainly think you need to build up to it. And that's I think that's why it's kind of smart. You know, there was a lot of trade rumors this season or this offseason talking about, you know, oh, we could trade Marco or we could trade Flexen or we could trade both. You know, I think it was kind of a, a smart play. I feel like having those guys, we can almost, I mean, it's not something you necessarily want to do, but like you could almost do like a six-man rotation just to give those guys an extra off day, mm-hmm. you know, because it's not just the innings thing, you know, like you need to build up your arm strength. But with like guys like Gilbert and Kirby, you don't want them throwing all their innings, you know, during the season. And then you get to the uh, the postseason and you're like, well, we kind of, you know, don't have any in, left in the tank with them or you throw them out there and they're just they're they've got wet noodles, dead arms, you know, it. It takes it's it takes a couple seasons. You see it with the best pitchers, you know. Shohei Otani wasn't pitching 150, 200 innings his first season. He had to build up to that. Robbie Ray, same way, you know. He had to build up to stuff like that, and and all the best pitchers go through it, you know. And I I think that's a big storyline. How do you handle that? You know, obviously now we're we're in the season that's like we're Gilbert's probably gonna hit two hundred. Mm-hmm. You know, Kirby, I'd feel comfortable him hitting 180, maybe. You know, um, you know, I I I feel like Kirby's Kirby's our wild card here. I I really I really think he has the makings to take that number one spot and be our number one starter for 
15 years, you know, but um, I just, we got to manage it. And that's like, that. that's almost a good thing why we have Marco and, and Flexen still in the system, because at any time we can go, okay, you get a day off, you get a day off. We're throwing Marco out there. Marco can go out, eat up six innings, you know, also can do it when the bullpen's hurting too, mm-hmm. you know, come in. Oh, Hey, Flexen. Um, after Gilbert's done, we're going to throw him five. Can you come in and throw three or four? You know, so. Yeah, and I'd add that um, the Mariners kind of have a different, I want to say mentality. The, the, the objective is always to make the playoffs and go win the World Series, right? But, oh, yeah. um, you know, I think last year it wasn't really real until it happened. But I think now, right, you have to think about you also want those guys to be able to be fresh and be ready for the postseason when you get there, right? So you got to oh, start yeah. thinking about we're also going to throw these guys, I don't know, 20 innings in the in the postseason as well if we get there, right, at least. So yeah. you're thinking about that, I think, as well. So it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they play. It kind of sounds like they're not going to – sounds like they might get up to a five-inning start maybe in like their last one. Um, but uh, it sounds like they're really going to slow play them. Um, I mm-hmm. think that's probably the way to go. But um, yeah, and I uh, I think in retrospect, I am glad that we've kind of kept and held on to Chris Flexen um, just for the purposes of that in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and and like I said, we certainly could be doing that with the fifth spot. Mm-hmm. And you, they could even bump it out another month too. Come June, like hey, Bryce Miller's killing it down in Double A. Let's bring him up. Oh. Emerson Hancock, Taylor Dollard, those three could come up at any time and I think slot in as a fifth starter this season. You know, so um, obviously we're going to give it a couple months, at least one month, maybe two. But, um, you know, maybe that gives time for Marco and uh, Flexen to kind of prove themselves too. Yeah, agreed. So. Um, I guess one that well, I'll ask you this, I was thinking about this, that I kind of feel like I've been reading a lot of articles about spring training and what mm-hmm. we need to follow and everything else. And, um, the pitching on the, the pitching side of thing is, is a big one, obviously. And we'll we're gonna have another episode on the hitting side, but, um, I'm a little interested to see what kind of Robbie Ray we get out of spring training. Um, just given his, uh, I would say, uh, given his struggles in the postseason, um, it'll be interesting to see what kind of Robbie Ray we get, um, do you think, I guess, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think Robbie Ray, I don't know, is it going to be a really indicative of what we should expect in the season? How are you feeling about Robbie? Um, I can tell you without thinking, I don't ever want to see Robbie Ray um, coming into a tied game with Jordan Alvarez coming up to bat anymore. Like I, I really would not like to see that again, but um, you know, for real, like, I think this is going to be a uh, kind of a nut up or shut up season for Robbie Ray. He got one season to adjust um, to very, very mixed results at best. Um, this season, he is going to have a lot of competition. You know, um, he's not the number one starter. He might not be the number two starter. He could slot in at three, and we're paying him a lot of money to be three. You know, so I feel like Robbie Ray, this is his season to um, to really show us what he can do, really show us that he's worth what we're paying him um, because there, there are guys hot on his heels, and, and you know, I'm not saying we're going to trade him or anything because 
you know, you would have to find someone to probably eat some of that contract, but, um, you know, he's got to, he's got to have a good season. I, I feel like his biggest problem was he tried to add a pitch mix mid season last season. And, um, I think he's now had the whole off season to perfect, perfect that pitch and bring it in. So I, I don't think he's going to have that same struggle getting rid of the pitch, bringing a pitch in. So I, I really see that, um, he could turn around. He's, he's got, he's the type of pitcher that can make that turnaround, you know, now can he execute it? Eh, we'll see, <laughs> but yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little interested to see, I guess when spring training starts, Robbie Ray starts to see what the sinker looks like. Mm-hmm. I think, cause I think he is still going to hold on to it. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, I'm a little curious to see, yeah, how he, how he's working it. Um, the counts that he's working it in and, um, just the overall effectiveness of it, I guess. You know, spring training is never gonna, never a good example of what the major league season is ever going to be like. But um, yeah, I think it'll be at least interesting to see what kind of pitches guys are throwing and um, you know the effectiveness that they're having. So yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I think you know back in our predictions, um, you know we circled back around to that fifth starter. Um, you had Bryce Miller going as the fifth starter. I had Emerson Hancock as the five starter. Are you still feeling that way? Is Bryce Miller your pick? You know, I mean, obviously you haven't seen him in spring training, but do do you still have that like premonition feeling that Bryce Miller is your pick to come up if, if they decide to go with a rookie fist starter? So I think I picked Marco. I think if I, I think if I, I think if I picked a rookie starter, I think I was going to pick Bryce Miller. So I still think Marco's going to be the guy, but like, I think, but I think Bryce Miller is going to be like the rookie starter. Like if they want to go with one, mm-hmm. that he would be the guy. Um, I, I think that they they tried that a little bit with Matt Brash last year, and I don't mm-hmm. think it quite worked out. Bryce Miller, I think, is a little bit more fit for like um, the starting rotation, right? Um, I don't know if he's gonna. He won't. I don't think he won't break with camp, but. Um, I, I guess I still want to see what his kind of pitch mix looks like and how he's re- reacting in spring training to a lot of different things. Um, I mean, granted, this is only Bryce Miller's um, third season in professional baseball, right? Drafted him in 2021, and he only had a, like three starts, I think, in um, 2021. So he's still kind of getting adjusted to the game um, at that minor league level, and he's done really well at it so far. Um, but, yeah, pitched a double-A last year. Um, I'll be curious to see how he – how he comes out, how he reacts in spring training. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to make the team. I just think that uh, I, uh, I don't think they make, I don't think, I guess I should back that. I should always caveat. I don't think he's going to make the team unless there's some sort of injury or something else that happens. But um, yeah, I really like Bryce Miller, but I just don't know if it's quite the time yet, but how do you feel? I know you said Emerson Hancock when we did the predictions episode, how are you, are you still standing by that? Do you think, do you think he's going to make the team? How are you feeling? Uh, I think we're going to kind of talk about this uh, next week when we talk about the hitters, but I could very well see Emerson getting traded before the season starts. Um, One thing I know you said yesterday when we were talking about the episode is you feel like we need another hitter. And I, I certainly believe that too. Um, I, I think Emerson is the most expendable of the three. I think Bryce Miller has the most upside, and I think Taylor Dullard. Um, I don't know if he's got his the name recognition, you know, outside of 
the Mariner circles, you know, people would probably know Emerson Hancock more than Taylor Dollard, you know, um, I want him to be the guy that would be cool. You know, I, I, like I said earlier, I'd want him to come up in May or June, you know, I'd want him to be the guy, but I just, I don't know if he's going to be there anymore after the off season. We made those predictions, you know, really early, you know, and, and we made some picks that never got signed. Um, you hit it out of the park with, no, no, we both got second base wrong. We thought Gleber was going to be the pick, but yep. we got Colton Wong. But, I mean, from then to now, I'm like, I, I don't know if he's even going to be there. So, I don't know. It, it's so tough. It's so tough because it's like, you know, we we aren't, we can sit here and predict all day what's going to happen. But, like, we're not in the front office. We don't know what's going on especially for Trader Jerry. Like he's, he could pull a rabbit out of his butt and uh, oh, I know, right. I, I see the look on your face right now. I know wow. very, very bad visual, but and that rabbit would probably join the, the the relief corps at this point. Oh, yeah. probably, probably. Is he a lefty? Uh, might be a lefty. Might be a yeah, lefty. That's no, but, that's no ordinary rabbit. Yeah, I know. But I mean, Trader Jerry can pull this rabbit out and it turn it into Brian Reynolds. So you never know. You never know. I mean, oh man, that'd be, nice. that'd be nice. I I wish. I don't know if we have the trade. We can talk about that next. Day. I I don't know if we have the trade capital for that. But I guess to your point, right? Like if we're looking at the Mariners system, minor league system right now, I kind of feel like relief. I mean, relief. Uh, starting pitching is where we have a strength that we can kind of oh, offload yes. some, right? And yes. Emerson Hancock's obviously part of that. Um, Bryce Miller is part of that. Taylor Dollard, Brian Wu, um, Prelander Baroa. So like, there's a bunch of pitchers that I think are knocking on the door that we can probably move. Um, and I don't know if it'll happen now, but um, yeah, I could see Emerson probably getting moved in some sort of deal as the season goes mm-hmm. on, right? Um, so yeah, we'll see. Probably, I think he's going to probably start in Double A. That's just my prediction right now. But Double oh, yeah. um, A is our is what triple a used to be now yeah double a yeah exactly unless there's like <laughs> unless there's guys that are on like rehabs or you know just need a kind of a cup of coffee to keep them warm or something like that yeah you can see in tacoma um just like the ballpark there is just not T- friendly to T- tacoma's the taxi squad yeah i feel like that really started during the covid year tacoma was maybe it was even before that but tacoma kind of became the taxi squad Right. You had a, a decent shot to come up if they were injured, but like double A is where all our prospects are at now. Yep. You know, so yeah. Um, we, you mentioned Matt Brash earlier and we're, we're kind of um, going into the relievers. Now you mentioned Matt Brash earlier and uh, obviously, you know, you've uh, we'd be happy to point out. We've not mentioned him as the fifth starter. Um. I, in my mind, feel like he's going to take that Eric Swanson role, but be better at it. feel like that's why probably Eric Swanson was expendable because we had Matt Brash kind of waiting in the wings to take that. Mm-hmm. Would, would you say I'd be fair with that assumption? Yeah, I think that's a fair, I think that's a fair, fair look. Mm-hmm. And um, heck, I even think in the postseason, there were times where if I'm remembering correctly, I think Scott went to Matt Brash over Eric Swanson at certain mm-hmm. points in the postseason, right? So, mm-hmm. um, I think there's, a, I think they very well could be looking at Matt. I think 
I think the long, if I'm long-term booking this, I think that Matt Brash is meant to probably take over the closer role someday. I think that okay. I know, I know that you're a Menounos fan and I'm kind of, I'm kind of like, I want Menounos just to kind of get the out wherever it is. Right. Like if we're in the seventh inning and we really did now, I feel like that's where Menounos comes in. But I think that Matt Brash is, I think they're kind of pushing Matt Brash to that spot eventually. I think that, that kind of comes kind of comes a little bit organically in a way, but like I think that's probably where they want to move Matt Brash into because um, I just don't think Paul Seawald is going to be able to do it for forever. That's kind of what I'm. It's kind of what I'm thinking more or less. What how, am I? Am I dumb? What do you think? I don't think you're dumb. I think you reverse the roles there. I feel like Andres Munoz should be the closer. Mm-hmm. I feel like Matt Brash should be the guy that can be like, oh, you need a big out in the sixth? Let's go get that big out. I think I think the roles are reversed. I feel like I want Andres Munoz coming in, pumping 100 at the end of the game. Gotcha. So I guess, yeah, my thoughts are like, I think we put a lot of emphasis on the ninth inning because it's the ninth inning. But I guess what I'm saying is like I want the, I want the best guy in to get the outs. Or if I need to, if we're facing the Astros and it's his Jose Altuve, Jeremy Pena, Jordan Alvarez, right to start off the eighth inning. I want Adron, I want Menounos going after those guys in the eighth inning, right? Like, like I want I want like Menounos getting the best guys out. If that happens in the eighth inning, let's put him there. If that happens in the ninth inning, great. I guess that's what I'm saying. I think Menounos is our best pitcher. So why would you put Brash in for that? He'd have to hit all three of them. <laughs> He'd have to hit all three of them. Come on. Uh, well. <laughs> no, I'll keep my words to myself on that. But anyways, um, yeah, no, I feel like Menounos is our big out guy. That's the way I would describe it. If that happens in the ninth, awesome. If it doesn't happen in the ninth, um, you know, I want him to get the big outs wherever they are. And um, that's kind of it's kind of my perspective on it. If that happens in the ninth, great. But like, I, I think my perspective of a closer role is kind of, yes, the closer role is you know, the ninth inning, so we need to shut it down, but I think sometimes we put more emphasis on it when sometimes you can lose a game in the seventh or eighth. That's where I'm going with that. I guess to kind of expand on that, what, what do you see as the roles of the guys that probably are shoe-ins for our, our relieving core this season? What do you see for guys like uh, Paul Seawald now and Diego and um, – I'm sure I'm forgetting someone right now, but you know, what do you see for those guys and their roles? Um, I think it's going to be a lot of, a, I want to say a continuation. Um, I think we've got a couple of new names that we might be interested in like following, I think in particular, like Trevor got. So I think like those guys are going to play similar roles. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we, I think we might still have some questions on Diego Castillo, like, I kind of feel like it's a little bit of up and down with him. Um, so I, I feel like he's so volatile. Yeah. It's so volatile with him. Yeah. I, well, okay. The one guy I was forgetting, Penn Murphy. What What are we doing with him? What What is his defined role? Um, I mean, so many of these guys like mid innings reliever. Like that's if you're if you, would, if you would, want. Would you put Matt reliever. Festa there too? I put Matt Festa there. Absolutely, okay. Matt Festa, um, Trevor Gott at this point, and then. Um, I think those are guys that are all kind of like currently projected to be in the pen, but you could probably, I don't know. We can, it's, it's going to be, you could throw a dart at the wall against any of these relievers right now that are on the list of everybody that we've acquired this off season that might be there. But like 
maybe a Justin Topa falls in that kind of same category mm-hmm. or, um, you know, a Taylor Sacedo, get your, get your favorite lefty and get, get a lefty in there of some sort. But, um, I do, I, w- I would add that like going into spring training, there is one relief pitcher that I really am kind of rooting for. And that's Casey Sadler. I am too. I am yeah. too. I want him. He's, he seems like he's been hurt a lot. And I, I just want him to come back and do big things. Cause when he was in mm-hmm. a couple seasons ago, man, he was fun to watch. And and he likes it here. I feel like that's why he came back is he likes it here. Right. You know, and that's, that's big with us fans, you know? Yeah, no, hundred percent. And, um, I think the, the relief corpse right now is a little loaded. So I think a lot of these guys are going to kind of move in and out of Tacoma, but, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. Right. Cause I think it's really pitching is volatile and it kind of goes up and it goes down and, um, you know, you never know what you're going to get some years. Right. Oh, but, yeah. Um, yeah, he's the one guy that I'm definitely rooting for in spring training. I'm going to try to watch, you know, I'm going to try to watch more spring training than anything usual. And I don't, I think Root's going to broadcast nine games. I think that's what I saw on that schedule. Nine games, something like that. But, um, certainly try to follow around more with radio broadcast and kind Mm -hmm. of see who's getting some playing time. Um, and that'll give you some of the insight about how we're going to do the bullpen this coming year, I think too. So yeah, mid-inning reliever guys. Um, I think that's kind of where I would where I would peg a lot of those guys you described. Yeah. yeah. I know, I know I'll be watching spring training just because I'm, I'm interested to see what we're doing with all these relievers. Obviously all of them can't make the team. There's probably, you know, after, you know, six, there's probably two spots open. I feel like we need a lefty. So all those righties are going to be battling probably with one spot. If we don't have any lefties, I, I've complained about it before. If we don't have any lefties, I'm scared. I'm scared. I do not want to see Robbie Ray let, come in. Let me try to quell your – okay, so let, let me do this. I got I got, I got the innings from 2022 pulled up here right now. Okay, okay I'll okay. walk through this. Ready? Uh, so, you know this is. You know what? How about this? I'm, the, I'm impromptu trivia question. How does that sound? Ooh. Impromptu trivia question. I pulled up the relievers from last year. Are we um, talking MLB relievers or just Mariners? Just Mariners. Just Mariners. Okay, okay. Who led the Mariners in relief innings pitch last year? Uh, Munoz. Uh, it's not Munoz. Was it Seawald? It's not Seawald. What the Dickens? Uh... All right, you stumped me. It is Penn Murphy. 67 innings, 67 and one-third innings pitched last year. We didn't have anyone in the 80s with with relief pitching innings? Nope, I'll be in the 80s. Nope. Wow. Uh, Menonas was 65, and then Seawald was 64, so you were pretty close there. Hmm. Um, well, <laughs> Menonas certainly looked like the guy that ate up all the innings last season. <laughs> um, but to, I, I have to go all the way down to Ryan Barucki to get 19 innings pitched to find a left-hander last year. Now, Tommy Malone did have 16 last year. Um, Matthew Boyd did have 13 last year. So we did have a little bit of a left-handed flavor there at certain points, but um, we just we didn't we didn't rely on, le- on left-handers last much last year. So and look what happened in Game One of the ALDS. We didn't have a lefty to come in and plunk Jordan Alvarez in the head. So. <laughs> Plunking him would have been better than what happened. Yes. So that's, yes. That's, uh, Robbie, why that's, weren't uh, you thinking of that? That's, that's a good point. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, no, the left, like the, the relief corpse, um, just a lot of fun names to see who will, uh, will uh, kind of come out there. Yeah. The one name I want to bring up be, because he got added to the 40 man roster yet. I don't know if we're going to see him this year. He, he might contend for a spot. Isaiah Campbell. Um, 
I know when 40 man, when the rule five was coming around, we ended up protecting him. That's why he's on the 40 man. Um, you know, he's a righty, but you think he's got a shot at making the team? Um, if this was a non-playoff contending team, I would say yes, just because we're at the point where we would try to get a lot of different looks in the the rotation or the bullpen or anywhere to try to see if we can get value out of some guys. But I think mm-hmm. this team is – the roster is getting pretty close to set. I mean, at the end of the day, we can talk about spring training. We've talked about relief corps. We've talked about maybe the fifth starter role. Um so it's uh, it's tough for me to see a path for Isaiah Campbell there. He's only I think had 13 innings pitched in a belay so far. So I think he probably needs a little bit more seasoning. I would say at, at mm-hmm. Arkansas, but um, yeah, it would not surprise me at all if we try to give him a spot maybe later in the season. Okay. Like uh, give him some chance. Um, try to get him out of the bullpen at some point in the maybe in the summertime somewhere in there. So, mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah, I mean anybody anybody can have a great spring and maybe impress Scott or jerry and you know maybe make the team so um we'll see i think right now probably not but that's kind of just the way i'm feeling about it how about you i don't know i don't know too much about him i just know that we we protected him on the 40 man and obviously we did that for a reason you know obviously we've got at least some hope for him because they could have left him unprotected so i don't know i just i just saw it pop up i i thought it was a name you know we kind of glossed over when we were talking about, you know, relievers that we picked up because we talked about, the, you know, all the first rounders we had acquired this uh, off season. But, um, hey, you know, he's got a – I'm pretty sure he's the one that's got the sick mustache. Mm-hmm. So, you know, big things, I hope. Yeah, I'll uh, – I guess I'll add, uh, you know, you're kind of interested in Isaiah Campbell. I think the guy I'll try to watch more is look for is Brian Wu. Oh, um, yeah. Yep. Jerry, I mean, Jerry's talked. Jerry's that's kind of Jerry's the under the radar pick more or less. Um, and he did make uh, baseball America's top 10 list for the Mariners. Um, I think he came. Yeah. He came right behind Taylor Dollard there. So he's kind of the guy that um, I'm a little interested to see if we can see more of just because um, just because of how well Jerry and team have kind of talked glowingly about him. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, no, the pitching side, like we've talked about before, the Mariners have figured something out on the pitching side, it seems. So a lot of these guys were talking about Campbell, Wu, um, Prelander, Baroa. Mm-hmm. Um, all super excited to see how their spring training plays out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, before we before we wrap this up here, I, I got one more question. What I, – I mean, we're heading into spring training. We, we – we, like to make predictions here obviously you know we, we did it quite a few predictions episodes a while back but um what is one uh one thing that's gonna happen for mariners pitchers that no one's gonna see coming before the season starts what's your i guess what's your one um uh well how do you want to word this one under the radar prediction under the radar prediction. Let me think about that. Um, hmm. Let me think. I'm probably going to go... Bold. You know what? Bold prediction. That's the word I was looking for. Your one bold prediction. 
bold prediction. And so this is like if I have to give a bold prediction. It's like if I I don't know if it's necessarily going to happen. Yeah. Right. Um. Let me think about that. I'll probably like. Are we talking about just you want to, you want to talk about just pitching right just, now? Like just pitching. pitching side. Just pitching. But if it leads to a hitter, you can yeah. Obviously, if it affects the hitting side, because we're sending pitchers away. Okay, that's fine. Okay. 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 Well, I don't think I don't think a trade's going to happen before spring training. So it's tough for me to throw out like mm. we're going to move pitchers. It's tough for me to envision that happening. Um, I will go with uh, Prelander Baroa makes the makes the opening day makes the opening day roster. I'll say that out of the bullpen. How does that sound? Okay, does that sound good. I, I'll I'll one up it. Okay, he makes the roster because we released Diego Castillo. Wow, I think I I just. We saw it last year with Drew Steckenrider. I really like Drew. He wasn't producing by you know May time, and and we designate him for assignment. I don't even think he's on, you know, in the system anymore. I mm-hmm. think he's with someone else. I I think Diego's time has come. He has been very volatile, especially the last half of the season last year. I. I I could see him being the odd man out if someone like Prelander, Baroa, or you know even some of the guys we signed, Justin Tapa, one of those guys, Trevor Gott, comes out and has an amazing spring. I could feel Diego's kind of the odd man out. Okay, okay, I'll uh, I'll take that. I think uh, I think I like where you're going with it. I don't know if we're gonna release him. I guess we're. What I'll say is like. I don't. I don't want to like project this that this is going to happen, but I'm thinking that somebody gets hurt somewhere along the way, mm. and on the relief corpse, and that's kind of where Prelander Barrow is able to kind of I think tap into it. That's kind of what I'm thinking. I just think there's too many things out there like the WBC and that long list of relievers that we have. Like I just think that I just think that there's they're they're asking. I think they're they're believing that somebody's going to get hurt. That's all I'm saying, and it's going to give Prelander Barrow an opportunity. So kind of a sad, kind of a sad way to kind of get a bull prediction out there, but you know what? I'll go for it. Yours is kind of I like it. I like it. We'll see. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. We could both be wrong. We could both be right. We never know yeah. until the season gets here. So, yep. That's our show today. Um, you know, Bo. Uh, I know you don't have a trivia question today. You got any more words of wisdom before we get out of here this week? Um. I don't think so. I think I wanted to run through just, uh, I think the last thing I have is just, um, you know, we're getting close. I think it's, uh, the important dates, right. Is, uh, Oh yeah, right, right. Yeah. That's... I think I want to run through that. Just where you were recording this on the 12th right now, mm-hmm. the and catches report on the 15th. Um, and then, uh, position players will come five days later on the 20th. And then we open up cactus league play against the, the Padres on the 24th. So, um, Yep, just uh, we are in the midst of it now, so I'm looking forward to getting started. Yep, and when did you just mention this? When's the WBC start? Uh, the first rounds of the WBC start on March 8th. March, March, 8th, March 8th, okay. So, yeah. so, cool. Well, Bo, any more words of wisdom before we get out of here? That's all I got. All we got, okay. So, well, Bo, if that's all you've got, 
for all our listeners in the Puget Sound, Pacific Northwest, and beyond. We want to thank you for taking time to listen to another edition of the Forks Down Podcast. For Bill Chisholm, I'm Rick Clark, and we will see you guys next week.